welcome to episode 58. That's right, you found another bonus show here on Movies in 4K. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And we have a gentleman who recommended two movies to us, Phantom. He actually said, I'm going ahead and purchasing these ahead of our review because they were at such a great deal. The first one is Hell or High Water, what we're going to be covering tonight. Mm-hmm. Now, I had never heard of this film. Yeah, I hadn't either. Kind of interesting, huh? What, the movie? <laughs> well, I read the plot synopsis. It's got it's some there. action and crime going on in a Western tale. We're not fans of Western-type movies, but... uh. We were glad to check it out, huh? Sure. It's got a lot of big stars. So, LaMarcus, apparently you've bought it. It was on great deals, and you wanted our review of this film and whether the 4K is worth upgrading over the standard Blu-ray. So, let's get this bonus show rolling. This film came out in 2016. It's rated R, runs an hour and 42 minutes, Hell or High Water, directed by David McKenzie, which is who, Lady Phantom? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Either do I. I never heard of this gentleman. It's listed in a whopping five genres, action, crime, drama, thriller, western. Oh, I would just say western, crime, and drama. Yeah, I don't find thriller there. I'm okay to drop that. Western, we don't even have that genre listed. I think we've only covered one other one on a written review, The Magnificent 11, 7, something like that. 7, yeah. So we don't have a specific Western genre. If we get more, we'll add it to that. So it won't be listed under that for now. So you don't want to keep action huh you just want to go crime drama yeah because i mean yeah there are sequences that have action sequences but that's not the movie no i would say that too so we're gonna go with crime drama i think that fits it yeah that's very well all right a bunch of stars in this lady phantom why don't you rattle off a few chris pine ben foster jeb bridges gil birmingham and that's it who is Gil Birmingham? He was a partner, Alberto. And I knew I, I had seen him. He used to play Billy Black in the Twilight Saga. I had seen he him was, Yeah, too he was before. Jacob Black's He's father. He's like a fifth or sixth co-star in movies. Yeah. And he was good in this. Yeah, I really like him. All right, Lady Phantom. What does this small synopsis say on IMDb? A divorced father and his ex-con older brother resort to a desperate scheme in order to save their family's ranch in West Texas. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, it's fine. I actually thought I seen bank robberies. Maybe it was on Letterboxd I seen the synopsis. 
Maybe. Uh, apparently, it's not on the small IMDb one, but yeah, they're bank robbers. Yeah. And that's how this movie opens up with uh, the two brothers. This is no spoiler here. You know, they're wearing masks, ski mm-hmm. masks. Yeah. They take them off during it. You know who they are during this movie. It's not about that. Mm-hmm. And they rob a couple banks. And then that's when these Texas Rangers become involved in it. The FBI don't want to take it because the money they're stealing is not much. It's in the thousands Mm -hmm. and they're not going for clips. They're just going for whatever in the drawers. So it can't be traced. They're not going for the safes or anything. Mm -hmm. And they live in the Western part of Texas, very small cities here. We're dealing with during this whole movie. Like it really felt like a Western like an old yeah. Western, really, Phantom. Yeah. And it was kind of bizarre starting because I'm like, okay, this movie's set back in I time. I know, right? Because all the cars they have are older. But no. But, right, you, there's a part in here when somebody's smoking an e-cig, and it's like in the first 20 minutes. That, and also you see a part where someone is using a smartphone. Right. So, yeah, like that threw it away. But I... Yeah, me too. At the beginning, I was like, is this 80s? But then very quickly, I was like, no, no, no. This is present time, pretty much. Right. Jeff Bridges is ready to retire. Yes. And this is his last hurrah. And he's got a unique relationship with his partner. Yeah. He's always making (laughs) fun of him. I know. He is, like, so rude. Yes, and it could be construed as racist. Very. But you get that he is that way, and the partner is pretty much resigned. And at some yes, point in the movie... Yes, it actually hurt him a couple times yes. during his acting. Like, he's getting tired of the shenanigans. I loved his acting in those parts. Like, he was so over it. Like, if he could have rolled his eyes a little bit more, he would have been blind or something. Yes, because like, he was this so guy's tired. portraying a part Native American, American, and Mexican. Yeah, and he calls him half-breed. And, yeah, like, yes, what? and this is really affecting the guy. I got this weird vibe in this movie that he didn't enjoy this even though they're lighthearted at times but there's some scenes like when they're checking into a room when the guy turns over and he's just like totally fed up of all the remarks yeah like he's it's completely over yes it. like it's Done. really getting under his skin but they do have a really friendly relationship and yeah. they do care for one another it's like he understands that that's the way this guy is and also jeff bridges acting was top-notch i mean you really get the feeling that i mean this guy is old he's just about to retire and there's just not changing people like this if they are one way they're gonna die that way and i'm a huge jeff bridges fan oh me too i've been fascinated with this guy way back in starman which is one of my favorite movies ever like still blows my mind he didn't even get a nomination for that movie it's so good and his portrayal of an alien's incredible in that movie but i pretty much like everything i've seen jeff bridges in like his acting he's got some chops yeah like you buy every scenario and he's got a wide range of roles he's yeah 
I said like, the first time I ever saw him play a villain was in Iron Man, actually, the first okay. Iron Man. And he was fantastic. And I was so not used to see him as a, as a bad guy because he's normally the good guy. <laughs> yeah, see, I haven't seen any of those type things. I've always seen him mainly in dramatic roles. The first time I saw him, I'm pretty sure it was Tron. I mean, I was a kid back when Tron was a thing. Yeah, it's true. That's an action movie, right? I and forgot about that. He yeah, was really young in that. He was really young and he was a lot in, in that a lot. And then, of course, later Tron Legacy. And, I mean, but he's the kind of guy that I've seen in so many things. Yes. All right. Because this movie focuses on one aspect, which we're going to touch on here, there's no need to walk this movie through like what happens here, here, here. We're just going to give you a general sense of the movie because it's a dramatic tale. There's not much going on. Yeah. So we'll discuss Chris Pine is the good brother. Mm -hmm. He is the one who actually sets up the bank robberies and enlists his brother to help him. Yes. He gets his brother involved, and he had just recently got out of the penitentiary, spent a lot of time there, but his brother has been in trouble his whole life. And yes. Chris Pine is the good one. And he is, as the synopsis says, desperate. Like, he is desperate. Because, I mean, the, the title of this movie, Hell or High Water, it refers to two things. As we all know, it's like that phrase that means do it whatever you have to do and it's also about uh, bank payments that the bank payments have to go on as like, it doesn't matter if the if the payer can or can't it, they just go and both aspects are in this movie they are yes. doing whatever well, they let's can let's narrow that down because this uh -huh. needs to be discussed their mother just passed away uh -huh. and she owns a ranch yep. she owes money once she passes away, the bank is ready to foreclose. Mm -hmm. Chris Pine's character does not want to lose this ranch. He is recently divorced and has two kids, and he's been a distant father, too. And he wants to do right by them and give his, the, the ranch kids to them. to them. They don't want to lose it to the bank because there's actually some subcontext here. We, the United States American people, took the land from the Native Americans, and now the banks are taking the land from these small towns and running these towns and taking over, putting all the mom and pops out of business and things yeah, like that. Yeah, but when Alberto said about the ancestors, he was actually talking about both ancestors, right. the Mexican and the, the, the Native Americans. And actually, I think he was talking about the Mexicans because he was like, 200 years ago, this land belonged to my ancestors. Those were the Mexicans, not the Indians. So, Well, them too, Lady Phantom. Well, yeah, yeah, but mainly the Mexicans. The Texas yeah, see, was part I, of Mexico. Maybe because that's in your heritage, I got more the Native Americans because there's actually Native American casinos they go to here. Yeah, so. and I'm sure, of course, there were Native Americans there too. But Texas was a part of Mexico. But the story does progress, and it's some subcontext behind the moral of this story. Yeah. So there's a little bit more of a theme yes. than just cops and robbers, let's put it. Yeah, you know? it's like they took from us, and they took from us again, but now we're taking from them to pay them. 
Right. <laughs> ben Foster that plays his criminal brother, he just wants to create mayhem basically. Yeah, he's, he's a along hothead. for the ride, right? You know, he goes into some of these banks, gung-ho and stuff, and Chris Pine don't want to hurt anybody. He just wants to get the money. And I'm going to say it here. It might be a small spoiler, Phantom, but even the money he steals in the beginning of the movie, he gets a check made out to them because they win in the casino. So he feels obligated to pay back the money they stole. Mm -hmm. That's how good this guy is. Now, before we go any further, Phantom, these type of movies here want you to root for somebody or feel sad for somebody. So did you for the Chris Pine character? A little, but not too much, to yeah, be completely I honest. I didn't at all. And I think that has something to do with the storytelling was a little off here because I feel as an audience watcher, we were meant to feel for this guy. Yeah. And I just didn't. No, it's, and it was not his acting because his acting was good. He he was really good, but it's just the character. I mean, he was likable enough, but, but distant, too distant at the same time. Yeah, you couldn't really connect with him. Yeah. You couldn't empathize with his situation he was in. Yes. You know, because they were talking bad about their mother And I mean, there is people that get shot and killed in this movie. Yeah. You know, and he don't have a wider viewpoint of what's going to happen. And that comes with the climax of the movie when he meets Jeff Bridges. Mm -hmm. And he didn't even show empathy there. And it really kind of ticked me off in the movie because... I felt the need to connect with this guy on some level and to feel for him what he's went through. But I really felt more for Bridges in this. And, oh, yeah. And he's a really crude, sarcastic guy that I don't know how many people will relate to him in this movie. That is true. He is not a nice guy. He is rude. He is sarcastic. He's very much his own persona. But you can tell he cares. Yes. So you, I mean, I. it's not that I rooted for him, but I connected with him. Plus his acting and in, in certain parts of the movie where he shows shock and pain, it was absolutely beautiful to see him act those, yeah, those parts. Yeah, he's an incredible actor. I really think he is. I mean, he runs the gamut too. And yes, the from comedy to everything. Yeah, yeah he's I've fantastic. seen him in. And he's very serious and likable. And you really buy every role he's in. Like, he really must study the characters he gets into. Mm-hmm. Because I bought this guy was from the Old West. Like, the yeah. way he talked, his mannerisms, the way he took off his hat, the way he wore his gun, the way he wore everything was so natural seeming to me. Yeah. And like he had been a ranger for 40 years. Yeah. The, like you could put this guy in bone tomahawk and be perfectly at home with the people in the old, old, old yes. West. Yes. All right. So they commit some more bank robberies. They're on their trail and they're mainly robbing from this one bank. And it's funny because the first two banks don't have any security cameras. They're just in the middle of going digital. So there's no footage there. We have some 
talk with some bank tellers. Some of that stuff was interesting. Mm-hmm. There's two scenes that are really interesting, Phantom. It's really not about the movie. Uh-huh. But the one is the girl that likes Chris Pine, the waitress. Uh-huh. Yeah. She sounds like, what's her name, Rubenstein? Yeah, Zelda Rubenstein. The woman that passed away from uh, Poltergeist, the old woman. Yeah. Who played the psychic. Like, she just had that little girl's voice. and talk Yeah, like a little that. less than her, but pretty much you you could be fooled. Yeah, That was interesting because Pine leaves her a big tip. And when the rangers come in, they want to take a look at the money and keep it to see if they can track it. They can't track the money, but it just goes to funny. It's like, no, this is paying half my rent. I'm not giving this to you unless you have a warrant. Like, that... Things like that were kind of interesting. It kept you engaged in a really drab movie, I could say. Yeah. So there's little nuggets here and there. And the other scene that stands out is when the Rangers stay overnight at a motel. The next morning, they're in this restaurant staking out the bank across the (laughs) The street. Yes, this waitress. It was just interesting and it was fun. It was funny. It was weird in a way, but like it was neat. Yes. Like how that woman acted and their reactions to her. Like it seemed like they played off each other and had to really not laugh there, but it felt so real. Yeah. Like I think that woman, you could tell me that she was actually a waitress and I, I, I could totally believe it because she was taking no BS from anybody and you could tell it, it was so much fun that scene. Yeah. So we get to the climax here and we'll just gloss over this. You know, they're going to meet the Rangers. They're doing another heist. Things go wrong. You see these type things happening in all these movies and these bank heist movies. So they're on their trail and we'll just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Lady Phantom. All right, let's get into some technicals on hell or high water. And I think the most apparent thing to talk about is the cinematography here. Yes, cinematography and production design, they are really good. And they were not in Texas. Really? <laughs> Where were, were they? They were in New Mexico <laughs> because wow, of taxes or stuff like too. that. But I mean, it it felt. I, I mean, I cannot say. Ooh, it felt like Texas. Like I've been there. I haven't. But I can I, say but, it but you, does. Anywhere out in the desert like that, far in these little towns, yes, mm-hmm. it feels exactly like what was portrayed. And uh, the cinematography was very yeah, good. That's what I thought it, it was, was very I pretty. thought it was above par here. Like, there's a lot of vast landscapes here. Yes. With action happening and mountain views and helicopter views and things like that when they're going up and down mountains. And where they're at is so desolate. So that's almost a character in itself in this movie. Yes. Like almost all of it, you're in all of the landscapes and the mountains and the old timey look of things and the buildings and stuff. Because it does feel like you're set back in the 50s or 60s. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that the cinematography was like excellent. Right. Because it wasn't. It's a character in this. Yes. Exactly. It, it is a character and And the coloring, which we're going to cover way more in the 4K, mm-hmm. 
yeah. is very astute in this film. We're not going to say it here, but in the 4K, we're going to dive into that because the coloring is very rich. Yes. And the bright colors where it feels hot in yes. this movie. Like you Watch see it. someone sweating and you know perfectly well why because you yourself feel hot just from looking at it. Okay, so. one thing I think Phantom and I are together. This has a lot of country western music in it. Yes. One of my least favorite genres of music. Mine too. And it wasn't overbearing though. No, because it, it wasn't, wasn't like Fast and the Furious that we've been that it's so chaotic. It was very subtle, tame, moderate. It never blared. But to go with that also, there was barely any surrounds in this, more atmosphere, wind and stuff. Yes, there were. I just caught like one scene where there are bullets and everything where the surrounds worked very well. Other than that, I mean, yeah, everything sounded like it was coming from a place and uh, the wind and the voices were always very intelligible, which is very nice. But, yeah, not much more than that. Yeah, everything was front-heavy, which is fine, and I think suits this film, but be prepared if you watch this. It's all that style music. Yes. And it fits for the movie, no doubt. Yeah. Now, I will say one negative, because this is not a long movie. This is an hour and 42 minutes long. That's, like, standard, I think. Yeah. It felt eternal at some oh, point really? not to me at some points i was like how can a short movie feel so long i mean like i don't know like some parts were really really stagnant i, I, I don't want to yeah, say because boring. there's really no story here like i said there was some subcontext here that they shoved in there for something extra but it's about the two marshals rangers going after the two criminals and, and a lot it. of talking but i was not bored in this phantom and i did not think it was too long so we're different yes on that okay acting we already touched oh, on i think why great. don't you talk about ben foster because i don't know this guy i've seen him in different things once i remember he was a bad guy and his hair was black but i don't remember what movie that was but yes, the very first time I saw him was in X-Men 2. And he was very young back then. And he looked very young. I think he is a really good actor. Like, he sold his part in this movie completely. That's a what I was wondering. You thought a so. A criminal that, like, he doesn't really care. if, Like, at some point, he just wants the confrontation and he doesn't even think about the consequences like am i gonna live am i gonna die is someone else gonna die who cares i'm did here for the ride feel, did they sell that they were brothers i believe so yes their their acting was really nice there were some scenes where their interactions were very brotherly and yeah i mean i can see two people being so different being brothers i mean my brothers couldn't have been more different from one another. So, yeah. All right. And I think we both are on the same page with Jeff Bridges. He oh, was fantastic. definitely the standout. Chris Pine, you know this guy. The only reason I know him is from the Wonder Woman. Movies, yeah. Movies. 
he looked bizarre to me with a mustache yes i I, yeah i had never seen him like that but i I think he looked okay and i think his acting was okay i just don't think his character was i don't know if well written or something but see i think uh you gotta blame the actor there phantom if you're not feeling for him yeah but i will tell you this like chris pine if he can do something this guy can make you like him and feel for him. Is this guy a leading man? Is he? Yes. The, he's a big bucks guy. Like yes. he's a twenty million guy. Well, I don't know about that, but he is a leading man. And I mean, if so, name a movie he was a leading man in. Star Trek, the, the three Star Trek okay, movies. She's looking at me like I should know that. I don't know <laughs> Star Trek movies. That and well, of course, the Wonder Woman movies. And right now, that's all I can think of right off the top of my head. Everything I had ever seen him before, he makes me believe him and feel for him and like him. And in this case, it didn't. So I don't think it was him. I think yeah, it was the character. Yeah, but I didn't buy him in part two of Wonder Woman, though, either, Phantom. One, he was better. Oh, I did. But two, I didn't buy him. So I don't think he's all that in the movies I've seen him in. Okay, and do you want to talk about the other gentleman? Like Gil Birmingham? Yes. Well, I just remember him from Twilight. Like, yeah, he was Jacob Black's father, Billy Black. And I just loved him there. Like him and the guy that, that played Bella's father, they were great. Oh, how about his wife? Did you like her acting? She was barely there, and okay. uh, and she seemed very unlikable. I know someone where you perked up is when they were in the casinos. The Native American guy, real big guy, he gets into oh, a confrontation what with his a brother. Voice that guy had the best voice, super deep and and everything, and that was a good scene. Yeah, that was a really good scene. All right, what else technicals? I think we got pretty much all that yeah. we can cover. Yeah. You know, it's pretty straightforward, and we're going to get into Phantom's rating first here because I'm interesting. She sounds <laughs> like she was pretty bored in this movie, so what do you Not, got? Uh, the last part of the movie gets interesting, and it gets very interesting, but I don't think the first part helps. I think this is a very well-made movie. I'm not exactly a super fan of the story. I mean, yes, it's straightforward and everything, but it's not a topic I'm interested in. But this is not about me. It's about the movie. But I do think it is a competently made movie. The technicals are good, like, in general. I personally am giving this movie a 6 out of 10. I think it is above average. And I'm saying rent it. Yeah, LaMarcus, I'm exactly the same as Phantom, surprisingly, on this. I was interested because I researched the story before we purchased it to review it. That was it, just a paragraph about it. I'm like, ooh, I knew about the Western. It doesn't matter. Like we said a hundred times, we cover every movie, and this gives me a nice break away from Phantom picking all the superhero movies. <laughs> oh, my god! So I enjoyed that, but... I was not bored in this. It kept me engaged. I wanted to see where it was going to go. 
the main fault is the connection with Chris Pine. It just didn't work. And I was really fascinated with what was going to happen with Jeff Bridges. I really enjoyed the ending. There's some conflict there. And Bridges, again, was really heartfelt. There was a shocking scene here and there you didn't see coming. And I really liked it. I wouldn't watch it again because I seen it and I know the little twist here and there in the movie. But I would say Rental 2 Phantom. So we're both coming in with a six and rent. Yeah. And one more thing that I want to say very quickly was that those shocking scenes that you mentioned, that's something I liked. In this movie, when something happens and there is a death or something, it's just final. And I like that. I like movies where it's not a big deal or anything, because in life, when someone dies like that, it's just there. It just happens. And it, it happened like that in this movie, and I appreciated it. All right, let's get to the good stuff. All right, LaMarcus from Michigan wants to know how good this 4K is, Lady Phantom. How's the visuals? It was fine. It had very rich colors, as you were mentioning before. Yeah, let's dive into that more. It's yeah. a lot of yellows. Very yellow movie. And I like yellows on 4K. Yes, they look beautiful. And since this is a Western kind of movie and where things are hot, mm -hmm. because the place, I mean, Texas is a hot place and in the, the summer. And the sand, the deep browns, sand, the exactly. light browns, the oranges. Yes, it really works to immerse you in the movie. And they must have shot it like in the middle of the day where the sun's dead overhead because it just felt hot and bright yes. in all the scenes in this movie. Matter of fact, thinking back, is there any night scenes in this? Maybe at the yeah. motel in the, the motel. room. Uh, this, well, not that it's a nighttime, but the, the casino scene is also dark because it's inside a casino. So it's but that really even dark. had a fluorescent feel. Yeah, because of all the lights and everything, which, by the way, the, the colors in the lights and everything, they look really good in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, there is green. Very, very mild. Yeah. But uh, there is minuscule. grain. In, yes, in wide angles. Super yeah. minuscule here. Like, I didn't even notice it that bad. Mm -hmm. I actually paused it a couple times and uh, went up to the screen to look right on top of it. And yeah, it's there, but it's really nothing to speak of, really. No, it's. Uh, I just wanted to make mention of it because, I mean, it's there. But it's there if you look for it actively. If not, you don't really notice it. I don't even think actively because I was looking for it actively, Phantom. And uh, like I said, it's so minuscule and only in a scene here and there that it doesn't get pounced upon because of here and there at such a minor yeah, level to wide me. wide angles only. Like in only a few, but... I did notice Well, it. there's a ton of wide angles in this movie, yeah. Phantom, and I barely noticed anything. I think HDR was utilized fairly well. You could see very bright colors. Like there's a scene where there's a, a, the front of a, I think it's a red pickup truck, like just there, but it's so bright. It's a, a red that is so bright that you can't miss it. And I like that. Then 
Lights of police cars also look very bright. There is an explosion and that you can barely see, but it's there. And Phantom because when you're seeing the lights, it's bright out. Yeah, it's so during the daytime. So this isn't deep, dark, black night scenes and then you're getting flashing lights. No, it actually appears above how bright the screen is. Yeah. And the explosion scene happens in day, but looked great. Yeah, because also in that explosion, there it like the 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 let's say the cloud you see is both fire color and black, and and there's a very nice contrast. Yes, you there. get all the colors in the fire as it's like pluming out. And stuff. Yeah, the only bad thing is that it's very quick. I mean, you you can't see much of that because it just happens really quickly. But it looks very good. Yeah, the thing that really stands out to me is is the coloring overall in this film it's a very brightly lit good use of the wide color gamut not of the whole scale of every color known to man but of the different hues of the yellows and browns and oranges and stuff like it was very pleasing to the eye yeah and I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Now, they did focus a couple times up on faces. Not much, but it worked. Like, they even got a deep, like, suntan, like, look, I would say most everybody has. Yeah, 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 yeah. But not, as you said, not many close-ups. I, I I don't think close-ups are anything that deserves talking about in this movie because they don't. Well, they just I'm don't happen. About facial textures and stuff. Yeah, they are. They were fine. I thought they excelled a little bit better than fine because I'm not sure if they had spray-on tans or these people actually got tan in this movie. But they all looked like they lived out in the desert where it's sunny and you get a tan all the time. Yeah. Because everybody had this bronze, brownish tan. Yeah. And it was apparent, and I think it fit in this movie well. Yes, you are right. All right, Lady Phantom. Sound, not Atmos, which I don't think it would even have been utilized if it was, but we get 5.1 is all, not 7.1. I don't what know. There think? was there was that scene with the with the bullets. It's a shooting scene that I think if it had had Atmos, it would have sounded excellent. Well, I didn't notice any surrounds except wind and leaves rustling in this movie. You say you noticed some bullets ricochet, and I didn't. Yeah, I did that, and and at some point also, I think towards the end, the beginning of the movie, like I was actually li- hearing music coming not from the front but from surrounds so yeah, well, i didn't pick that up and i usually get that bass is almost non-existent oh yeah in this no movie and they do even with the music too i yes. mean there's a lot of music playing in this not loud music though it's always in the background yeah and they do turn on cars and everything and the bass is just not there so i mean it's, yeah super yeah. underutilized there how much is a movie like this going to have anyway? But yeah. you do want to feel involved with the action. So it's definitely a negative to me. Yes. Now, the in this movie, as I already mentioned, there's a lot of talking. And the, all the dialogues are very well heard. Like As they long are very as you understand the accents, because there's some thick I accents agree. put on in here. 
I agree. It's like all the voices are very intelligible, but me personally, I didn't understand half of what they were saying because the accent was so heavy. Yes, which worked. That should be in yeah. this, and they all pulled it off. Yeah, in my opinion, they did a great job. Yeah, there's really nothing else to talk about the sound. It's just a downer. This is a movie you could just watch on the TV or if you got a sound bar or something. You're not gaining anything with it. And we actually had it loud here. We were downstairs today in the sound system. But yeah, it's just very flat. It didn't bring you into the movie at all. Mm -hmm. Very static. Yep. And since the Phantom and I don't like country music, we couldn't even get into that part of it. So you have that. All right. We have special features on the 4K disc this time. Yes, we do. On the 4K, we have Enemies Forever, the characters of Hell or High Water, Visualizing the Heart of America, Damaged Heroes, the performances of Hell or High Water. And on the Blu-ray, we have the Red Carpet Premiere and Filmmaker Q&A. All righty, Lady Phantom. This is the time to let all our listeners know out there whether this disc is worth the price. Now, I can't say the price because it's probably going to change. LaMarcus got these on sale. We bought them right when LaMarcus said that, so we got them on sale. And it was been probably a month or so since he uh, recommended these to us. Yeah, and it was funny, his comment, he's like, I just bought Hell or High Water and this other one that's going to be coming out. And I wanted to let you know I got it, but I really want your opinion on the movie <laughs> and how good the disc is. Because if I'm not mistaken, and correct me, LaMarcus, if I'm wrong on the guest book there, that he's pretty new to 4K. So I think he wants to know whether these are worth it or not. And I don't think we've ever done what LaMarcus did phantom we've never seen like a a cheap price on a movie we didn't know and just bought it just to buy it well i can remember actually hacksaw ridge oh you're right and that, you well, never we know. had heard of the movie though yes i had heard of it and everything and then that's one, one day, we saw on sale we yes we were at best buy or something and you gave me a choice between that one and another one i think it was the robin hood one the newest one and I was like, no, this one is a war movie, so I'd rather watch that. Oh, boy, and I'm glad she picked that because that is a demo-worthy disc. If you yes. don't have that out there, Hacksaw Ridge, you will re-watch that. That is an incredible movie on 4K. So tell LaMarcus and the listeners out there your grade. My grade for this movie is going to be a B-. minus. I think it is worth it to upgrade it because of the things we already said, like the color is very rich and it's a, a very pretty movie to look at. Well, are you going to say upgrade it if they have a Blu-ray to upgrade the 4K no, or no. you mean just buy it on yes, 4K? Yes, exactly. I think it is worth it to buy it in 4K if you don't have it. And uh, if you already have the Blu-ray, maybe not because, I mean... No Atmos and stuff. But, I mean, it is worthy, I think. I'm right with Phantom here again. We've been right on point together, and if we're different, it's like one notch the other way. So we're seeing things clearly. <laughs> but it's a B-, and it's for those yellows. It's for them 
I want to say autumn colors. It's it's in the summer. It takes place. Yeah, but, but it's yeah. like those yellows, oranges, and browns. They use every shade on the 4K. You're not going to get this on Blu-ray or DVD. You're just not. Now, I think this movie's a rental only. It's not a movie that I would put back in. It's not also a movie that you're going to glean more information from the second time you watch it. It's very straightforward. The 4K is worthy. If this movie sounds interesting to you or you're a Jeff Bridges fan or Chris Pine fan, and it's on sale it's definitely worthy it's a b minus all right lady phantom let's wrap up episode 58 here and let our fans know what to do fans go to billshetty.com and sign that guest book subscribe to us you know you can find all the links at the end of every page and just keep listening to us because we are really grateful that you do so every time we release an episode. That's right, lady fan. Get over to that guest book. Let us know what you think. We have many, 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 many more episodes coming out. So stay tuned and get that subscription. I am Bill Shetty. The co-host is Lady Phantom, and we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>